California's governor said no singing. Sean Foyt gathered thousands at the state capitol and then all over the country, and they said emphatically, let us worship. You know, we just redesigned the First Liberty Live website. It makes it much easier for you to find conversations that pique your interest. Just go to firstlibertylive.com, browse around, see what you like. You can also hit the subscribe button and we'll let you know when new episodes come out. Sean Foyt is our guest today. He is a singer, a speaker, an author, a missionary, a crazy activist, and you've probably heard about or maybe even been to one of the outdoor worship gatherings that he's pulled together around the country. I've been to one. It was remarkable. And now he's got a movie coming out uh, that is going to talk about those gatherings and and explain some of the backstory on those. We're going to give you a little preview of that movie, movie here in just a moment. But first, I just want to say hi. Hi, Sean. Hey, what's going on, everybody? (laughs) It's good Good to see see your face. Hey, I follow you on social media, and I regularly see your posts of worship gatherings. The most recent one is we're recording this was in Spokane, Washington. Thousands of people, thousands upon thousands of people gathered together in a state that most say is one of the most unchurched in the country. What are you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it seems like places that are difficult that are hard you know really blue states or cities it just feels like we have a grace and an anointing to go into those places and so you know we had we had over five thousand with us in seattle and we had over six thousand with us in spokane you know this is washington state you know um but there are it just shows that there's a bold church that's rising up you know there's a reason that the lord birthed this whole movement in california You know, one of the probably the most locked down state during the pandemic. And so, you know, I think my my prayer is that it gives a lot of hope to people across America that are in living in really blue states that maybe don't have uh, they don't have a lot of hope for their state. If God can do it in Washington and he can do it in California, he can do it where you live, too. Let's talk about the beginnings of this. Everything has a beginning. Where did this start? How did you first get the idea to hold this kind of gathering? Uh, it all started with the pledge, and, and the pledge was a an online pledge that was co-sponsored by several leaders and pastors and people across America. And it was in response to uh, the restrictions that were placed predominantly on the church in California and New York. There were several places where uh, the restrictions were, were you know, were put on all, all across many different states. However, California and New York were probably the most strictest. So. You know, that there was a pledge that was in response to that. And then I really felt like as we started to gain traction with thousands of signatures, uh, tens of thousands of signatures on this pledge, that was really time to to let the word become flesh, so to speak, and really do something that would embody really the pledge. And so the first Let Us Worship gathering took place uh, two years ago on the Golden Gate Bridge in the height of the pandemic. Yeah, and I was there when you gathered. I, it was somewhere like five, seven, ten thousand people in Sacramento at the state capitol. Hundred and ten degrees. We about died, <laughs> but it was remarkable <laughs> yeah, it was. because no one came out to arrest anybody. That was what perhaps yeah. was most impressive, and everybody there was just happy to be there and be worshiping God at the state capitol doing both a spiritual service, worshiping God, but also speaking into the political realm. And that's an aspect of this that that I think. Some people have a little trouble with. I mean, they have a, a, a bit of, of a problem with a little bit of edge that goes with this. But you think it's important to speak into that political process, to actually push back against it. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, you know, people don't don't want to, you know, they 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 don't want to get involved with the government, especially a lot of Christians. However, the government wants to get involved with you, and you can you could see during the pandemic how the government tried to control the church in many ways and yeah. tried to come down, and it was unconstitutional, it was unbiblical, and unfortunately, a lot of people fell for it, and I think that. You know, uh, we need to we need a refresher on the book of Acts in the early church and how they responded to, 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 you know, to these government orders. And they just said, you know what, we're following God. We're not following man. We're not going to stop preaching. We're not going to stop worshiping. We're not going to stop doing what the church is meant to do. And, you know, in America, we had to learn that, you know, that we had to learn that enough's enough. It's time to take a stand. Now, thankfully, we have the Constitution that covers us. And if you look at the actual you know, people always talk about the Romans 13, you know, ob- ob- obey the government thing. Well, you, then if you're going to apply that appropriately, you have to apply it according to the U.S. Constitution. So technically, we, we, we were following the government, you know, the rule of the land, uh, following the Constitution by having church in the middle of a pandemic because we're guaranteed that right. Um, however, I think for a lot of us, it was a real gut check on what do we really believe as the church uh, do we believe that we're essential? Uh, do we believe that we're going to follow the Bible and not follow the, you know, tyrannical government orders that should not should never have been imposed? I, and I want you to just expand out on that thought because I think it's an important one. And and you've hit on something that that is key. I have a dear friend who has long pointed out that our form of government requires us to be participants in government. It expects us to show up at the polls. It expects us to be knowledgeable. It expects us to petition the government for redress of grievances, to quote the Constitution. Uh, We're supposed to be part of that. How can regular people in their everyday lives speak into this process to stand up for religious freedom in America? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts, like, like you're saying, getting involved. I mean, at the very basic level, just vote, for crying out loud. I mean, if Christians across America just voted, in these elections, I mean, it, it, things would turn turn around, you know, very quickly. Um, but but yeah, also I think, you know, I, I look at it as a believer. I look at it from a, a a great commission perspective. Like, you know, Jesus said, "Go into all the world, make disciples, uh, bring the kingdom." And if we go into every area, but we abdicate the political realm, as if we feel like the gospel can't permeate that realm. You know, if we don't have Holy Spirit-filled, Bible-believing Christians running in these in for offices and running as elected officials to be salt and light in a dark world, then you get to the place where we're at right now, where the church is on the outside looking in. And, you know, I, I feel like now is the time for us to follow the words of Jesus, go into every sphere of society, go into every dark place that you can think of that includes politics and uh we have to just get away from this dualistic mindset of not realizing that our faith stops at the door of the political system no it doesn't we bring our faith with us everywhere we go so that's what i'm excited to see uh people see say they don't want to blend faith and politics i say faith faith goes into everything you can't not blend it yeah where are you right now Give me a sense for your city. In, I am in Montana, and uh, I'm in Montana. Are you sure? And the, pa- and the power <laughs> just went out. 
the power just went out where I where you know where we're staying here, and so I'm on the side of the road in a car, <laughs> in a place where I could get service so that I could hang out with you guys. Well, that is a beautiful state. I just want to give people a sense of just give me a listing of places that you've been in recent weeks and months to give an idea how broadly spread this movement is that you've got going. Yeah. Yeah, I was in upstate New York uh, two weeks ago, and then Boise, Idaho the next day, and then Southern California, and then Phoenix uh, with our friends over at Turning Point, and then uh, I'm trying to, hopefully I get all this right, Seattle, um, we were in Seattle, obviously, this last week in Spokane, now we're in Montana, Yeah. Um, and then we're going to Austin, Texas, that's our next big event, and that wow. happens on September September 10th. Now, we're based so we're in really Texas. Excited. And Austin is not known as a conservative enclave. Can we just establish that? You're going right into the right into the heat of the fight. Well, that's what we do. You know, if we're going to come anywhere in Texas this year, it's going to be Austin. It's it's the place of, of governmental authority, and it's the place that we need to see a change. And you know, it, it's the place that's the most difficult. And honestly, we're called to go to hard places. So, you know, we're we're excited to. Uh, to come and see there's a lot of incredible people in that in that city we can't wait to see what god's about to do i want to hear about your heart for this this is a a brutal schedule that you keep it is exhausting and and we can see it in your face you just keep going and going and going what keeps you motivated why is your heart in this i mean i think of several reasons i i feel i feel like there's a lot at stake right now um you know i have four little kids you know, ages 12, 10, 8, and 4. And so I look at the future of their generation. I look at the battles that we're in right now. Um, I look at the agenda, the demonic agenda, to really take out their whole generation, the sexualization of kids, the mutilation of kids, actually, right now. Um, I, you look at the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the fight for life, just with abortion and fantasize, all this craziness. And there's a full-on assault to take out this next generation. There's a full-on assault to expel biblical values and Christians from the public square. And I feel like even more so, I, I feel really called um, to engage for the sake of my children. Also, I also believe that revival is the only hope for America. Absolutely. And I think that as we've seen with the first and second Great Awakenings, we really need another Great Awakening. Uh, to hit our nation if we want to see things change and we need things to change quickly so you know that's what we're giving our heart to we believe you know we have a saying revival or bust you know and so we're you know we're writing books we're writing music we're traveling across america we have this film that's coming out in theaters uh, september 29th called super spreader it's going to come out in 500 theaters across america we're doing everything that we can to see this nation change for god Let's talk about that film. It's got a provocative title. When you say super spreader, what are you referring to? Yeah, I mean, that, that was what we were called. You know, any, any Christian that wanted to gather and bring people together in the pandemic, we were called super spreaders. And it was meant as a derogatory term, um, you know, of spreading COVID. However, we know that we're called to be super spreaders of God's love, of the freedom, of breakthrough, of healing. And uh, so this film kind of plays with that with that you know uh, that controversial name and really i feel like takes what the enemy meant for evil and turns it around for good i want to show people the trailer from the film give you a chance to see it a, a little bit of it for yourself again here's the trailer for super spreader breaking news stay at home that is the order tonight as the coronavirus pandemic spreads 
We need to bend the curve in the state of California. Social distancing works. Stay home, save lives. Your actions can affect my health. It's critically important that everyone follows the orders that we are given. The governor of California came out with a new set of restrictions. One of those restrictions was you can no longer sing in church anymore. Period. Full stop. And I remember when he said that and I heard that, I was like, <laughs> okay, it's on. More than 50,000 Americans have now died from this virus. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. He called it a worship protest. The organizers used the pretense of religion, and that simply was not right. If Jesus were here right now, he absolutely would wear a mask. Meanwhile, suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America, rioting and, and destruction and unrest, and there's no church to bring the hope. I get a letter from the city prosecutor saying that you're violating the CDC requirement. We reserve the right to arrest your church members. Every thought I had was I wanted to end it. That's scary. If you've observed recurring violations of the safer at home order, in this case, snitches get rewards. It's wild that this is happening in America and it's wild that people are okay with it. There was a, a man that we met. He grew up in the communist country. He grabbed my hands and he said, all the things that are happening right now is how it began for us. America needs to wake up. You have to wake them up. Now that is where communism and Christianity have a headlong clash. How close is Christian nationalism to white nationalism? It is close. There are things happening today that are pushing people to a second American revolution. Christians are rising up, I'm telling you guys. This guy is probably responsible for hundreds of deaths. You know how valuable your life is? Jesus, we have to heal this country. What people like Sean are saying about what God says oftentimes is false. You are not a Christian! There's a pandemic, there's a plague, here's a move of God that's going to change America. And that is how you do that. I mean, that is a powerful, moving trailer. It makes me want to go to the theater now, but you said September 29th, right? Yeah, September 29th is when we're going to be coming to theaters across America. Uh, you can go to Super Spreader film.com and you can buy your tickets we encourage people to buy them early before they're sold out um, we're continuing to add new theaters on every day i think we're adding about uh, 100 theaters uh from uh amc i think today or tomorrow awesome uh, so we're we're gonna hit every major market across america sean when when the credits roll at the end of the film what do you hope people take out of the theater with them well, the first time we showed this film, actually, uh, to a group of, of, we were, you know, investors to try to help us, uh, a man who was a lifelong atheist gave his life to Jesus at the very wow. end. This was the very first time it was ever seen. So my hope is that people would, would find God. People would, you know, as, as, they, as they kind of have a flashback of the insanity of 2020, that they would see that in the midst of all that craziness, there was a move of God that changed thousands of lives across America. And my prayer is that people in the theater would, would, from that testimony, would believe again, would believe in God, would give their life to Jesus, would surrender. 
Well, Shauna, I appreciate you're going the extra mile today to connect with us so that we could have this conversation in the middle of a power outage in a distant state. Thank you for going that extra mile. Anything else you'd like to yeah. share with us before, before I let you go? Uh, we're, we're so grateful for you guys. We, we're really, really thankful for your support and how you guys are fighting and taking a stand on behalf of Christians all over America. So I'm grateful for you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you guys very soon. I, I, you should all come to Austin and party with us September 10th. <laughs> all right. Hey, Sean Foyt, thank you so much. Hey, if you yeah. would like to get details about the film, he mentioned go to superspreader.com. It'll be in select theaters, as they say, September 29th. More being added to the list all the time. You know, the mission of First Liberty Institute is to protect religious liberty for all Americans. We are your last line of defense and your greatest hope for victory.